Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's right, me, Majestic, Rory Jennings, taking you through until Drive with uh, Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent. Enjoyed the show a lot yesterday. Good to be back. I loved it, and I'm delighted to be back. And there is a spring in my step today, Madge. It's very, very rare that I get to sit here in this privileged chair and acknowledge Chelsea accruing three points. Three points for Chelsea. Can you believe three it? Three points. Into the top half, we must go <sighs> E-I-E-I-E-I-O. Wow. We're, we're, we're moving on up. Same points as Wolves, who won last night in a very, very attractive style. <laughs> yeah, big club, big club. Good team. There's no no shame being on the same points as Wolves. Um, but I'm delighted. I'm obviously delighted. But it was a good good night of football, I think. Yeah. A lot I, to I'm, talk about. Yeah, I was flicking between all three of the games, enjoying them thoroughly. Um, of course, Manchester City, they were back from winning that World Club Championship that we talked about on the show yesterday and looking more like Manchester City. Now, this is the thing with them. I thought that break would do them the world of good, get away for a couple of games they have no problem having games in hand. They like that. Mm. They like to chase. Yeah, completely. Also, there is a significance in being crowned the best team in the world. They are officially now the greatest club side in the world. There is no arguing with that. There is no debate around that. That is a fact. And that's got to do you some, some good, hasn't it? That's oh, got to yeah. build the confidence. Like winning breeds winning. Trophies are infectious. So the fact that they have crowned themselves the best team in the world, non-negotiably, means that they now want more silverware. And they've come back to Goodison Park, a difficult fixture. You know, Goodison Park under the light, not easy. Yeah. Not easy at all. And at one point, it looked like it was going to go wrong, didn't it? It did. But ultimately, City did what champions do. That's why they're champions. That's why they're treble winners. That's why they're most people's favourites for the league. And in the end... They were worthy winners. Great goal from Phil Foden to to, to bring them. Uh, a pinger, wasn't it? Oh, such a pinger. pinger. Didn't get enough 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 love, I thought. No, it was a, it was a real pinger because the the other thing that I think it did. I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I felt like Jordan Pickford was slightly taken by surprise. It's he almost was. like he didn't anticipate because it was. You saw his reaction because yeah. Pickford was on on fire last night. I bet oh, yeah. he, he put kept he them in the keeper. game. He's he's a good he's a good keeper, and you know when you think about the way that Everton have been re-energized of late, there are many reasons, and I think I would contribute the fans hugely with the reasons why they've been so good of late. Sean Dyche obviously needs to get a lot of credit, but on the pitch, I think it, I think it is Pickford. I think he's the personality on the pitch. I think yeah. he's the public face of the club. I think he's a, a a huge player for them, and ultimately they could have got something out of the game. You know, it didn't. It didn't go their way. City were too good, too dominant and worthy winners. But there was a moment where you suddenly thought, oh, wow, are 
Are Manchester City going to drop points at Goodison Park, which is just going to be like music to the ears of Liverpool and Arsenal fans, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, to keep this title race as, as exciting as it is at the moment, you know, Manchester City being back in that mix, I think is a really good thing because, you know, going into the new year, just being, you know, in terms of the points and what they're behind, it's only uh, it's getting smaller. They could have been 12 points behind Liverpool. Yeah, and, and if, if it had been that, look, I don't think any... There's no such thing as an insurmountable tally for City, is there? No. Like, there isn't, there isn't such thing of... When, when they are chasing you, there's no such thing as a clear margin. There's no such thing as a comfort zone. I don't think. I think that they they have proved. Well, it's, it's currently only five points with a game in hand, so it could be down to two. Yeah, City being two points behind you, it's, it's intimidating. It is intimidating for, because you just know how good they are, and we saw it yesterday. You know, put the pressure on Arsenal tonight, big time. Do you think? Do you think that the 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 impact of the result at Goodison Park is going to be significant in what goes on when Arsenal play tonight? Uh, absolutely, it's yeah. going to be. But again, with Arsenal, and I said this before. Um, I said if they went to the uh, to Anfield and won, I would have con- considered them. This is the year. Mm. That didn't happen. It was a draw. Got away with it, really. I thought. I yeah. thought Liverpool should have won in the end. Yeah, well, if- I mean, it was, it, I don't want to go on about refs. I'm sorry to do this. It's it's minorly frustrating when you have like some dazzling football talent to talk about. You know, we could be talking about the brilliance of Mohamed Salah or the, or the or the beauty of uh, some of the Arsenal passages of play. But ultimately, I'm doing it. I'm sorry. It's Odegaard's penalty. Yeah. It's Odegaard's penalty. He's playing, and, basketball. And again, he's playing basketball. I mean, he's kind of crawling around the floor, controlling the ball with his hand. It's ludicrous. Well, this is why we go on to the next point. Of course, in the game against Everton last night, I thought that Manchester City were fortunate to get the penalty. Now, this handball rule, mm. I, am, I, I am at odds with it. And even on, in your game, the offside mm. law. Yeah. Because that was offside by, what, a kneecap? It was offside by a kneecap, yes. It was, it was as close as I think it can be because... Talking about their bodies, if you're analysing the body of the footballer, I hate the specifics that we have to go into here. But I'm kind of like breaking down Nicholas Jackson's anatomy to demonstrate whether I believe he's side or not. I mean, I mean, it's, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? But if you analyse the body, someone's going to be offside by a bulge. The to- so. <laughs> I know, I know. The torso of Nicholas Jackson, the torso was onside. Ugh. The head was onside. There was a kneecap that had strayed slightly. I mean, like, how much further can it be? But there was a kneecap that had strayed offside. And ultimately, that, that took, took, the, uh, took the goal off. The frustrating thing is, by the ridiculous letter of the law, the two decisions last night were correct. That's not my opinion. I don't believe them to be correct. I don't want them to be correct. I don't want to live in a world where we have to acknowledge that somehow Nicholas Jackson's goal shouldn't stand, that somehow the penalty should be given at uh, Goodison Park. I don't want that to be the case. But the letter of the law, both were correct, weren't they? Well, this is why I want to speak to our wonderful listeners. And of course, Talk Sport is fueled by you, the fans. This is why this show's so good, because you can come on and have your say. And I'm going to say this now. I'm going to give you the keys to the castle. You are now head of everything to do with football, Rory. Finally. 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 Oh, my God. God help us. <laughs> but you get to change one thing. You get to change one rule. What, what are you changing? I, if, if, I, if I held the keys, I would scrap. It would be the thing that I would do immediately. I am president of the anti-VAR society, and I would scrap VAR VAR's immediately. Gone. It's gone. It's, it's, it's gone. out of the game from now. Gone. It's gone. That would be my okay. thing. What would be yours if, so you, my, if you could? My one, I would make the handball rule very, very simple, like it was when I grew up playing football as a kid. It's either ball to hand or hand to ball. Right. Now, yesterday, the ball hit the Everton player's hand. Yeah. He didn't... He, he, 
his arms couldn't have gone anywhere else. If he didn't have his arms out, he would have broke his shoulder falling to the floor. Mm. I just think we need to go back to, is it ball to hand or hand to ball, a deliberate handball, leave it to the referee to decide on the pitch yeah. and, and go... You know what? It's clearly not deliberate. Because when you freeze frame it all, it doesn't tell the story no. at all. The ball Context it's, it's, is everything. It's, it's frenetic in there, isn't it? It's frantic, it's wild, it's it's intense, it's moving at 100 miles an hour, there's so much going on, there's so many bodies on the line, jeopardy all over the gaff. How can you possibly freeze frame it and try and gain an understanding as to what's going on? It's happening at 100 miles an hour. You watching it second by second, time and time and time again doesn't give you any insight into the reality of the situation. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I'm asking you, the TalkSport listener, you've got the chance to change one thing in football right now, rule-wise. You've got the keys to the castle. You can come on air and you can tell us what you're going to change. Rory wants to change the VAR. He's scrapped VAR. I'm changing the handball rule. What are you doing as a football fan? Give us a call. 03717 I've just got a message here, Rory, saying, pick for the good keeper. You boys sounded like you know Jack about football. He's an accident waiting to happen, and it happened. He exerts more energy waving his arms around and doing uh, things rather than focusing on positioning or distribution. Now, look. How's he England's number one? Sad state of affair. Madge, I don't want to be this guy. I really don't. Football is about opinion. It's It's about our bias. It's about our tribalism. But some things, they're not up for debate. Jordan Pickford is a good goalkeeper. That, the, 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 Jordan Pickford is a good goalkeeper. In other news, water is wet. It's clear as day. Pickford is a good keeper. Do you agree? Yeah, I, 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 I can't. I can't believe that anybody has decided to come onto here on a text message and slander Jordan Pickford and say actually that he's not a good goalkeeper. Didn't, An didn't, accident waiting to happen. He's an excellent keeper. Didn't he save penalties in the in the, in the final of the European Championships? There's no. You could you could list a hundred problems with Everton and Jordan Pickford's name is never mentioned. No, nah, never. never. Good news. Uh, some good news for you. Our good friend Daniel's listening again. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so H and J will be said today. Okay, great. And but also it's rule it's laws, not rules, match. It's laws, not rules. Okay. Laws, not rules. Okay. He's a stickler. Old D Neil is a is a real stickler for Loves the rules. Love the rules. All the laws. Former former police officer or referee, I believe. <laughs> well we love I love Daniel. Thanks, Daniel, for getting involved nice and early. 
Uh, of course, myself and Rory are in for H&J. So thank you, Daniil, for reminding us of that one. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Right, we've got loads of messages coming in on 81089. Keep those messages coming in. We've got one more clue to give you before the hour is done. Uh, let's head over to more of you wonderful callers on 03717 Mike's an Orange fan. He joins us on the show. Good afternoon, Mike. Hello, lads. How you doing? Happy Christmas. Same to Same you, to my you, friend. Uh, we're kind of in that sort of Christmas nomad lad where we don't know what day of the week it is. Are you, are you working at the moment, Mike? I'm sitting in a lay-by waiting for my work to call me. Oh. So, uh, yeah, enjoying the show. Well, at least we can keep you company. Right, listen, Mike, you are the king of the castle. You're controlling football. What are we changing, Mike? Oh, bidding VAR, lad. He's bidding in the crew. VAR. Yes. I, I I hate it. It it is taking all the passion out of the game um, for so many people. Uh, the thing, the, the one thing in particular I really hate is the offside rule. I, I hate this drawing of lines, right? Because what's the key thing for offside? The key thing for offside is the guy that's passing the ball. So unless you can microanalyze the millisecond that the ball has 100% left the fibre of a hair of the guy that's passing it. How can you how can you say that the guy's offside? They don't have that technology for when the ball's kicked or passed. How can you draw lines? I completely agree with Mike. This is I feel like we're we're on the precipice of something spectacular here. I think we're starting a movement. Can, we, can we not start like a, a thing to talk in in Parliament? Is it hundred thousand? Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand signatures. signatures. Do you, do you want to be? Are you in? Are you I'm in? in. So I'm president of the Anti VAR Society. Do you want to be co-president? I co-founder? will be co-president of the Anti VAR Society. Okay, Mike, VAR you're society. in. Mike, Mike's in. He's our chief executive. Mike's in the, the society, the Anti VAR Society. This is this is a thing. We're we're going to get somewhere here. We are going to change. Change the world to be better. Yeah, absolutely, lads. And I'll be, I'll second the motion. I'm completely in with it. Fantastic. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. It is, it is destroying the game in front of our very eyes. It is painful. Uh, thank you to Mike the Norwich fan. He's in. He's part of the anti-VAR establishment, which is chairman by Rory and co- co-president myself. Yeah, you could be co-founder. You, know, co-founder. You, were there, you were there at the genesis of the of the creation. <laughs> so you you are co-founder. We are we are co-creators of the anti-VAR society. Lots of people, of course, heading to games this evening, whether at the Emirates or at the Amex for. Uh, Brighton taking on Tottenham. I want to say massive shout out to Rishi, Corey, Page, and Brooke. They're currently at a service station having a McDonald's on their way to Brighton. Good for them. That's how you do. Good for them. Kids at Christmas. Good away day. Yeah, yeah love Lovely. that. Uh, right, let's head back to the phone lines. Let's get to uh, Bob the Ipswich fan. Good afternoon, Bob. Hello. How are, how we, are Bob? you, Bob? I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you. you, you you're, you're enjoying life at the, towards the summit of the uh, the championship at the moment. Ready for ready to come back to the Premier League. Living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream. Right, what would you change about football right now, Bob? I hate to agree with a Norwich City supporter. (laughs) It's the offside rule. Definitely, the offside rule. I think it should be judged on where the player's foot is, not any other part of his body, because it's all about momentum and timing and understanding when that ball's going to be played. And players get their head forward, ready to make the run, and they're offside, but their feet are behind the defender. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's a it's a ridiculous rule. The 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 duration that it takes to analyse it is is really problematic. And look what we've done here. We're sort of healing the world. Suffolk and Norfolk are coming together here to unite. The old farm derby. Comes together. <laughs> they're coming together to unite in the anti-VAR society. This is an amazing thing that we've created. 
It's incredible, but it's all due to us all disliking the AR. When you've got Ipswich and Norwich fans agreeing, you know that you're on to a winner. It's, it's, it's just wonderful, isn't it? We're healing the world. <laughs> we are doing wonderful things on this station right now. Uh, right, 03717 Loads of messages coming in about which player could it be. Ashley Cole, Thierry Henry, Emmanuel Petit. A lot of people going for the Arsenal connection. Mm. You mentioned an Arsenal one. We've got still got one more clue to go. We're going to give that to you during the show. Uh, let's. Uh, I like this. Laws, this is coming from Dan, who's a Saints fan, messaged us on 81089. Laura Chains, relegation playoff game. 19th and 20th, automatically down. 17th and 18th player game. In the end of the season, to see who goes down, imagine the joy and despair in that game. Better than a championship playoff final. That's a good idea. That is a good. That is a really good idea. What do we make of that game? I, I like that. That is... Do you know my only, my only reservation with it? You know when you could end up with a situation where the team that finishes higher in the... Like, I don't think it's always fair. You know you know a, a playoff, for example, yes. in the championship? You get a team that finishes third not coming up because a team that finishes sixth do... Yeah, that yeah. doesn't strike me as fair. Yeah, but then it's just all about that game, the big moment. And yeah, but that would be a big moment. Yeah, yeah a, a playoff, moment. a home and away fixture would be brilliant. Right, let's head back over to the phone lines. 03717 Just like our producer, Ross, we've got an Evertonian on. Good afternoon, Tony. Happy New Year to you guys. What's well, up, you. you guys? You doing? Uh, thank you, Tony. Um, no, credit where credit's due, guys. I mean, the station's amazing. It really is, but... What I'm talking about is this 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 ridiculous and movement when the ball makes contact oh. with you know you know yeah. I, I mean what, I mean what's he going to do fall on his face break his neck or, <laughs> or um, um you know it's absolutely it's absolutely absurd and then what didn't help was the city the actual city players surrounding the referee. Mm. Well, this is he, I, we're supposed to have got rid of that of, of players surrounding well, the ref. Well, well, they all surrounded him, and you know, and and the ref, he actually bottled it, mate. He actually bottled it. Although, do you agree that in the current interpretation of the rules, the referee got the right decision? In in in, in the law, what it says in the book, yes, it's yeah, it's an handball. Mm. So but, he didn't but, he didn't bottle it, the ref did he? Because he got it he got it right according to the rules. Right, right, no, but no, what, no, but why didn't he call call it? Um, when it when when the play had moved on, and um, but what happened was he was surrounded by city fans where he's put under pressure, mate, and that's 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 surely not allowed. That's that's where I'm that's where I'm going at it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because um, yes, yeah, letter of the law, it's an ball. Yeah, we 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 one hundred percent agree with that. But I, I you know, but um, oh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's I'm 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 just losing the 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 will. I mean. Well, the thing yeah, is, if it, if it wasn't given last night, you'd kind of go, sometimes they're given, sometimes they're not. I don't think anyone would have even batted an eyelid if it wasn't given. Was the ball going in if it doesn't hit his hand? No, it would have hit his head. <laughs> if it doesn't hit his hand, it would have just spacked them on the head. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so difficult, isn't it? I, I, really, I really don't. I think, I think the referee made the right decision. The, the referee didn't do anything wrong. What's, what we need to explore is, is the rule wrong, not is the referee wrong? That's a good point. Let's head over to the phone lines. Richard Gillingham fan joins us. Good afternoon, Rich. Afternoon, gents. Great show. Hope you're all right. Thank you Thank very you, much. Mate. Very kindly to say so. Rich, listen, you're the king of the castle. You're in control of football. What would you change right now? So something that's grated me for years is when a player gets fouled and has to receive treatment or go off injured, that the other team still get 11 players despite the fact they've committed the foul. I think the person who commits the foul should go off until the injured player comes on or they make the sub. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. That is, that is interesting. 
I, I think there's there's something in that because ultimately you've perpetrated a, an illegal motion to, a, to to potentially injure a player. The players had to go off to receive to receive treatment, and then you're benefiting from having eleven players still on the ball. Is it, do you know what that taps into? Do you remember Arsene Wenger would speak about throw-ins yeah. and how throw-ins basically the team that win the throw-in are down to ten men effectively on the pitch because they have a player off while the other team have eleven men on the ball. You don't always benefit from the from the situation where you should. True, uh, Rich. You know, if, if that was to happen, so it would only happen if someone has fouled someone. A foul's been given, and the treatment's happening. For example. Yeah, exactly. And, and the same as if a player goes down and asks, doesn't receive treatment, but they've been rolling around for five minutes, call the trainer on, don't go and check if they want the trainer, get the trainer on first, and then make them go off and wait. If they're not injured, they shouldn't be rolling around. Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you, Rich, from Gillian, uh, the Gillingham fan there. Brilliant call. There's, do you know what? One of the best things I've seen, I'm just going across, uh, so many messages coming through. Thank you very, very much, guys. Um, someone mentioned about this. It said, just put a tracker on each player's like vest, that automatically determines offside. I'm amazed this hasn't happened yet. The chest would be the data for the offside. Can you imagine that everyone wearing I vests? I don't know how I feel about this. This is getting a little bit. What should we do? Stick a microchip in their wrist as well. Well, we could, <laughs> we could be. This is getting a bit strong, isn't it? What? I'm thinking more like. Do you remember Quasar Laser Quest? <laughs> yeah, the chest piece, and it gives you all the data. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not People sure. People are wearing these kind sure, of data surely, stuff. Surely that kind of suggestion is just going too far. With that, that that's that's tapping more into tech. But we don't is, need more tech in the game. We need less tech no, in the but game. But the thing is, the tech needs to be reliable. No, we need to just let the referees take some responsibility, not hide behind the technology, be brave enough to make proper decisions, rely on the naked eye, and get the game back to the grassroots where it once belonged. Absolutely. Well, let us know what you think. You're the king or queen of the footballing castle. What would you change in the game right now? We've had so many fantastic calls and messages. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Oh, this is very nice to see. Uh, lighting up the board on a uh, Thursday afternoon is a Spurs fan. So let's head over to Martin, who's a Spurs fan. Good afternoon, Martin. How do you, mate? You are right? Very, very well. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Are you working? Uh, no, we're actually on our way to Spurs. Yeah, love that. Um, are, you, are you looking forward to seeing Ben Davies and possibly Roy Howe as our centre-halves? I'm going to lie, it worries me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, after you finish, might get run out, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Fing, fingers crossed. Right, yeah. what, what would you change about the game right now, Martin? I would uh, I agree with you guys, we shouldn't have VAR. It's, you, know, you can't celebrate goals, can't enjoy it. But on the offside roll, I'd have clear daylight between players. Agreed. I completely agree. Yeah. It, it's cl- it, it makes the answer so obvious, doesn't it? It means that there is no grey area. There's no such thing as my impression of whether he's offside or your interpretation of it. It's literally there is daylight or literally what, what, there is... What, what is the daylight? What, what's the barometer? Any. If, you yeah. can, if there is a gap, if there is a gap, you are offside. If there is not a gap, you are onside. So literally, if like, it's just like... It's a bit, I suppose a bit like the goal line technology. Yeah. It has to have daylight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Martin, what about the, the handball rule? For me, I'm just, you know, as a Spurs fan that watched that final back in 2019 against Liverpool. Just, just, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, you take the one with, uh, uh, not because I'm talking Arsenal, but Odegaard's one looks a more clear handball than the one yesterday. So it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of the game later on tonight, which is, of course is uh, exclusive on TalkSport 2, how are you feeling going into that? Brighton, uh, Brighton away is never easy, and they've been really good in the last couple of seasons. But, you know, we're going in there, decent bit of form, but the lack of uh, defenders worries me a bit. 
Yeah, let's just say there's going to be goals. Yeah. I'll, I'll go for a three-two for Jesse. I reckon. Oh, let's hope so. Listen, safe journey, Martin. Have a great uh, time over uh, Bryson. It's always a good uh, way day that one. Apart from getting there. Mm, yeah, you got to go to that little station, haven't you? What's it called? <sighs> Former. Awkward. Very awkward. Very. Although they do let you have a drink in the stadium after the game, which is quite helpful. Very kind of them. Uh, let's head over to a Manchester United fan. Jason joins us on the show. Good afternoon, Jason. Good afternoon, boys. How are we doing? Yeah, not Hello, bad mate. at all. We're, we're living in this dream world where we're removing VAR. Um, and of Rory is the chairman of the anti-VAR. President. The president. president. You're the president. Uh, what, what would you change if you could change anything, Jason? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll become the secretary because I think it's an absolute joke, I think. See, this is amazing. We are creating a, move, a movement here. This is, this is so unanimous, isn't it? Literally nobody has called up supporting VAR, not one person. What is it, Jason, that really gets you about the VAR? Oh, everything. How can, how can a football boot be offside? If someone's wearing size 11s and someone's wearing size 8s, how can that be classed as offside? Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I think it's absolutely... I think it's... I just think the whole thing... You know, these referees, you know, I think we just need to get back to the days of good old-fashioned grassroots football, let the referees make the decisions. Uh, you know, these guys are not on minimum wages, they're on a decent wage, so let them, let's have some responsibility for these guys and get football to back, back to where it was, that's what I reckon. Absolutely wonderful. Jason is part of the movement. I, I honestly think if we was on here for a week long, covering H&J, and we started a movement and said, sign this petition now to bring up removing VAR from football, I think we could get into the Houses of Parliament. Rory and Majestic, we are creator and co-founder of the Anti-VAR Society. Please join our club. Um, uh, do you know what? During the break, I'm going to do a poll on, on, on my ex to see who will join our club. Okay, we'll see, see how many. Would we, you, will, you, will you be part of our, uh, of our exclusive club that is going to improve and change football for the better forever? You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.